Easter and the joy that comes with springtime, I can never get away from the cross. I can never get away from the blood because it's the blood that made me right. It's the blood that fixed everything that was off and wrong. And I may have called myself a good guy. Like, I think I'm a good guy. And I can run down the list of things that I've never done. I've never smoked. I've never drank. I've never been in prison. I've never gotten arrested. All of those things. But I still needed the blood of Jesus. I needed his blood. We all need his blood. We can never forget that. And they were coming out of Egypt. There was this plague, and the plague was death, death for the firstborn. So at midnight, the darkest time, midnight, the angel of death came. And God told Moses to, to take the blood of a lamb and brush it over the doorpost. So that when I see the blood, I'll pass. It's the blood. The blood wasn't for me to look at, and it really wasn't for me. Just like it wasn't for those who were coming out of Egypt. The blood really was for God. He says, when I see the blood, I see the blood. That's why I love the cross. At the cross, at the cross where I, I first saw the light. And the burdens of my sin is rolled away. It was there by faith I received my son. I want to read that, uh, that passage to you. It speaks about that. It's Exodus chapter 13, Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. It says, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Blood. Blood. Here's another passage of scripture. This is the book of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. And it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. It's the blood. I have been redeemed back to God. Every time I hear Liam Neeson say that, I will come for you, I think of God. He didn't leave me there. He didn't leave me there. 
Pastor Terry, I wasn't expecting a message like this on Easter Sunday. What happened to the stone being rolled away? That's good. It really is good. What happened to the sunshine and the flowers and light? Now that's good and all of that is true. But I can't enjoy that if I don't have the blood. It's the blood. Thank God for the blood. He washed my sins away. I see that, that video. I remember the first time seeing it about, I don't know, five, six years ago, seven years ago. I looked at that. And I'm like, I'm Barabbas? How can I be Barabbas? I grew up in church. I was like those little kids. I grew up in church singing about God, singing about Easter, singing about Christmas, being a good boy. But as I got older, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm Barabbas. He took my place. He took my shame. He took my sin. And he gave me light. And he gave me life. That's the beauty of Easter. Yes, he was raised from the dead. There's a lot that goes into that. But man, I love what happened when Jesus walked through walls and showed himself. I want to read that to you as I wrap this up. This is in St. John chapter 20, verse 19. And it says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, (laughs) where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. So they're hiding out because Jesus has been crucified. They don't want to get crucified. That's one of the reasons why Peter denied him. Because when the rubber met the road, I don't want to be associated with him because I'm seeing what you guys just did to him. You took this, this, this whip that on the end of the whip had stone and metal and glass. And when they whipped Jesus with it, It grabbed to his flesh and ripped it off. When I was a little boy and on Good Friday, I used to cry all the time. I just cried. I was like, look what they're doing to him. Look what they're doing to Jesus. But as I got older and I understood what was going on, I was so happy. Because I needed that blood. If he doesn't give up all of that blood, I'm done. I'm doomed. So I changed it. I changed it. Instead of weeping for the cross, now I'm glorying in the cross. I'm excited that they whipped him. I see what it cost, and that kind of thing breaks the heart. But without it, I, I don't live. saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We think of these nice crucifix that we wear on our, around our neck, these nice cross. 
jewelry to let everybody know I'm a Christian. That cross didn't look like that. That cross didn't look like that. The Bible says when we looked at him, this is Isaiah 53, when we look at him, it didn't look good. It, did you hear what Jeff said? Jeff said we didn't recognize him. I, I, part of it was because they bludgeoned him with their hands. Part of it was because they ripped out his beard, which brought flesh with it. Part of it was because they put these spikes in his, on his head and staggered him when it first happened. Staggered him. He put a sack over his face and said, tell me who hit you. And these big dudes would just pound him. I guess you could still figure it was him. I guess Mary could still figure, yeah, that's my son. I, yeah, he looks like Jesus. But when he gets on the cross, and when the full penalty of sin comes on him, he becomes disfigured. We can't recognize him. It had to go that way. In fact, in that same passage of Isaiah, it says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. When he says, I'm going to come for you, that was his way of coming. He says, I'm going to pay the price that you would have had to pay to be right with God. And what was his motivation? He loves me. I love you. I love you. This is the most, this is the most holy being there is. And he makes a decision, I'm going to come and become a man so that as a man, I can make a covenant with God. He's holy, man. There's no sin in Jesus. Can you imagine that? The person who just, who, who, who doesn't like any dirt on them. I don't know if you have a family member like that. And they're just washing their hands all the time. Here's Jesus, holy, pure, holy, 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 holy. Now, he allows himself to be tainted with sin, just sin, just wickedness, just perversion. Every murder that was taken place, every vulgar act that was ever taken place, hate and rage and bitterness. Things that were done in the open, that was sin. Things that were done in secret, that was sin. He takes all of this on him. All so that when he gets raised up from the dead, our faith causes us to get raised up together too. Because of the covenant that was made, the agreement that was made. We couldn't make it. We're weak. That part of the agreement is weak. We'll mess up the same day. But Jesus, oh, oh man. Perfect Jesus, holy Jesus, 
When we were little, there were five of us in our family, and I was the youngest. I had an older sister, and then an older brother, then another older sister, and then I have a brother two years older than me. And there's this one, and we all did crazy stuff. But my sister, Sabrina, oh man, she always did whatever mom said. She always did whatever dad said. And we called her a goody-goody. I don't know if you had a goody-goody in your family. It's goody-goody. We get in trouble, man, she's always. She'd be trying to tell us, stop, y'all. Mom and dad are about to come home. Stop, stop. We used to sit out on the steps because you had to be in the house by a certain time if mom and dad were gone. As we sit out on the steps, and there we are sitting on the steps, and we had somebody who was watching. And they would watch to see because, you know, street in Philadelphia, you know. And then so they're looking to see, is that them? No, 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 we're good, we're good. See lights, it's getting dark. We're supposed to be in the house. It's getting dark. Somebody's coming down the street. Wait, 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 is that them? No, 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 that's not them. Are we good? This happened all in the evening. And all of a sudden, here's lights coming at the end. And they're like, is that them? I said, wait, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, yeah, that's them. <laughs> but it's too late. Sabrina never got in trouble. It's like Jesus, he never got in trouble. Never. He said, I always say what the Father says, and I always do what the Father says. And he was the one that says, their punishment put it on me. Their sin put it on me. I want them to be aligned with you, Father. So I will take off my beautiful, wonderful coat. And I'll put on that dirty, scarred, disobedient, even generationally cursed coat. Because again, I didn't let sin into the world. I didn't commit the sin that Adam committed. But yet, God made me right. Oh, man, oh, man. So the disciples were afraid, man. They're like, you see how this guy is catching it? Nope. So they're hiding out. They're hiding out. And now, as, as was foretold, Jesus dies on the cross. Jesus spites into his wrists, spear into his side. Everybody saw it. Everybody heard about it. The rumors were out. They put him in the tomb. And just so you know, behind the scenes, when Jesus leaves up here, he goes down into hell. And he takes the penalty, the punishment, not just for sin in terms of acts and what people have done. He takes the ultimate penalty which is separation from God many of us want to know why was Jesus sweating blood in the garden because he saw it I've been so close to him all eternity past I'm always close to him but when that thing happens there's going to be a separation from that's why he says, on the cross, my God, oh, here it is. Why have you forsaken me? 
I didn't know it was going to be like this. The Bible says, when he said it is finished, man, he went into hell. And the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, he led, hear this phrase, he led captivity captive. Did you guys get that? He put captivity in chains and led him captive. One passage of scripture says he made a show of him openly, dragging him through the streets. Captivity. So every demon knows what the blood did. Every devil knows what Jesus accomplished. Every one of them knows because they know he's Lord. They know he's Lord. They know he's Lord. And then he's mine. So here we go. Gets to the end. Raised from the dead. He goes in and even those who are in the past, he preaches. He preaches in, in, in hell. In hell torment and in hell paradise. There's a separation. You had Abraham's bosom over here and you had torment over there. And Jesus told the guy on the cross, he said, listen. Today, you're going to be with me in paradise. And he goes down and he says, I'm the one you all have been preaching about. And here you have a shot. And so now it's time to be raised up from the dead. And the power of the Spirit of God raised Jesus up from the dead. So don't think Holy Spirit is soft. No, Holy Spirit is all-powerful. He raised Jesus up from the dead and he gets up and he says all authority all power has been given to me heaven and in earth it's funny right before this passage starts he tells he tells the girls because they were like Jesus it's you Jesus he's like hey 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 hey, hey don't touch me don't touch me like Michael y'all see Michael with that seersucker suit Mike gets dressed in the morning on Sunday. So I said, hey, 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 don't touch me. Don't, don't get nothing on me. Jesus says to them, touch me not because I haven't ascended to my father and your father. So don't touch me yet. Don't touch me yet. So same day at evening, in the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus. Here he is, and he stood in the midst of them. Do you guys see what happened there? Y'all see what happened there? The doors are closed. The guys are hiding out. And Jesus walks through the door. He doesn't open the door and walk in. He walks through the door. Just And he says to them, peace be unto you. Look at somebody next to you and say peace. Say it, say it to them again. Say peace. Say uncommon peace rest on you. Oh. 
this is Jesus' language now. So when you run into people and they're, no matter where they are, speak peace. Speak peace. The pastor here, they don't deserve peace. They're this, they're that, they've done this, they've done that. Hey, walk into darkness with light. Jesus walks in and speaks peace. Peace. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then they were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, peace. As my father sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. Receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost receive. Whoever sends you remit, they're remitted unto them. Whatever, whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. I don't have time to preach on that today, but there's something in that. But Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, hey, we've seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I see in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So, eight days later, again, the disciples were in the the room. Thomas was with them this time. Then came Jesus again, the doors being shut. (laughs) And he stood in the middle of them. And he says, peace. Again, this is the language of Jesus, peace. Whenever you are at your job, speak peace. When you are in your neighborhood, speak peace. In your marriage, speak peace. Over your children, speak peace. That's terrible, I'm not used to that. Get the language of Jesus. He is still, he is termed the Prince of Peace. And they called him that when he was a little baby. Prince of Peace. So look at this. Then said he to Thomas, reach your finger and behold my hands. Check my hands out. And reach your hand and thrust it into my side. That's something cool, right? You know why it's cool? Because a little while later, earlier, I told you that when Jesus was first raised from the dead, he said to Mary and the other woman that came with him, don't touch me. I haven't been to my father yet. But here we are. And Jesus tells Thomas, hey, put your hand in my side. Which lets me know that Jesus has now got different transportation means happening. That means he is now going up and down, up and down. He's been to the Father, yet he's back. And he's saying, touch me now. Touch me. I know some of this mess up your theology. But you can't deny what's written. He told one, don't touch me. I haven't been to the Father yet. And then he tells the other one, hey, come on. Put it in there. Put your finger in here. Look at what Thomas says after that. 
He says, put your hand and thrust it into my side, but be not faithless, but believing. Thomas said unto him, yo, yo. (laughs) Present day lingo, yo, you that dude. (laughs) It's you. Why do they know? Because they may not have been at the foot of the cross when that soldier threw that spear and hit him in the side and what came out was water and blood. But they were somewhere watching. Thomas was somewhere saying, how's he going to come back from this? What's going to happen to us now? Oh, the beauty of the cross says, I am he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. I took the hit and I'm still alive. I paid the sacrificial price, and now I've been raised up from the dead. And the Bible calls him the firstborn, which means that when we let his blood cover us, and we have faith in that blood to put us in right relationship with God, it's not how good I am. It's not all the good stuff I've done. It's not how good I can perform. It's not how many times I haven't sinned. It's the blood. And so I live under the blood. And every time God looks at me, he doesn't look at this perfect person. No, he sees Jesus and he sees his blood. And that blood is still active today in the holy of holies where God is. That's why every time I go to pray, I don't pray in Terry's name. I go in and I say, Father, in Jesus' name. See, I've been named after him, and I have a right to use his name. And what comes with his name is the fact that he shed his blood. There's a lot of blood in there, man. That's why I like to take communion, because it reminds me of the blood. And it keeps me soft in my heart. me soft in my heart. Like even with Pam and I. Thanks, sweetie. Keeps me soft in my heart. When, when I'm not right behind this desk and, and I go home and Pam and I may have a disagreement, remembering the blood keeps me quickly forgiving her. Quickly Repenting, I'm, I'm sorry. See, it's the blood. The blood he shed for me, when I take communion, it helps me to be sensitive. I'm sensitive to it. She washed my sins away. Is there anybody in here, he's washed your sins away? Do you have stains of the blood on you? Do you? I mean, are you still, when Pam was saying earlier, the blood is still, the blood is still the blood. The blood is still the blood. It is still washing and cleansing. It's still there. Have you been forgiven? I remember him when I was little. It says, 
were you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Were you washed in the blood of the Lamb? I titled today's teaching, Jesus Paid It All, because that's one of my favorite songs. Jesus Paid It All. All to him I owe. Sin has left a red, deep red stain, but he washed me white as snow. Did he wash me in water? No. Water can't wash your sins away. It says, it says, says, hang hang on for a minute, Steve. It says, there is a fountain filled with blood. Drawn from Emmanuel's vein, and sinners plunge, that's me, beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stain. There was so much blood. It wasn't just a little prick here and a prick there and little blood came down. No, it was blood everywhere. Everywhere there was blood. I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus. I'm not walking around sad. Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. I don't feel sorry for him because he's my king. He's still alive. He's reigning in life. But there was a part where he washed me white with his blood. Emmanuel, God with us. So I want to ask you to, if you haven't been under the blood, get under the blood. How do you get under the blood? You say, Jesus, I believe you love me. Jesus, I believe you died for me. Jesus, I believe you were buried for me. I believe that you were raised up from the dead for me. I accept you as my representation in the presence of a holy God. So I hide myself behind you, Jesus. Be my counselor. Be be my attorney. Be my attorney. My attorney. That's the difference between a prosecutor and an attorney. The prosecutor fights for me. Even when there is the righteous judge, God the Father, he's judge, he's judge, Jeff. He's judge. He's judge. Because God is holy, he's judge. But when we hide behind our attorney, our attorney says, this is one who is covered in my blood. So when when the judgment comes, he sees the blood and the verdict is now abated. The debt is paid. The guilt is gone. And that's what the blood does. And it's because of the cross. 
In the book of uh, Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, it says, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. As it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. I, I was cursed. You were cursed. We were all cursed. What's the curse? What's the curse of the law? Poverty, sickness, and disease. And here's the biggest one. Spiritual death, total separation from God for all eternity. And Jesus experienced it, so we don't have to do it. Thank you for the blood, Jesus. So when you go to talk to people, don't, don't give them Christianese. Let them know, why are you a Christian? Jesus died for my sins. What sins? Any sin. The things that I committed but also the ones that got me away from God, which is what Adam did. His disobedience doomed me. But because of Jesus, the second Adam, life is now mine. Thank you for the blood. So if you're not here today and if online you're watching, if you've never accepted Jesus, let today be the day. And don't feel like you got to stop doing this and that and this and that. I don't tell people to get clean and then come to Jesus. I tell people, come to Jesus and his blood will wash you. <laughs> Pastor Terry, aren't you afraid that people are going to take sin lightly? That's not my job. My job is to talk about the blood. My job is to talk about the cross and the love that came from the cross, not the judgment. That was a mercy move. It's a mercy move. So everyone bow your heads where you are. Father, our lives are for you. And we give our lives to you because of what you did for us. You died for us through Jesus that we might live again. Thank you for washing our sins away. Thank you for taking the penalty and the hit for us, Jesus. You, you took the fall and thought of us. And so today we make a fresh commitment to you. Fresh commitment to you. Let's everybody do that. Raise your hand. Let's raise your hand and say these words. Everybody in the house. And say it fresh with all of your heart. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for your blood that washed my sins away. I join in with your death. By faith, I died when you died. And by faith, when you were raised up from the dead, I was raised up too. For Jesus Christ, you are Lord of my life. I have received you as my Savior, and I declare that you are my Lord. And with your power, I renounce sin and Satan and all that is wrong. And I declare Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Father, 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and give Jesus, our risen Savior, praise and honor. Lift your voice, whistle, scream, yell for our King Jesus. Woo! 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, is there anybody in here that knows how to just whistle, you know, put your fingers in your mouth and you know how to whistle? Anybody? Anybody? There you go. Anybody else? Come on, let's hear some whistles. Let's hear some screams. Let's hear some yells. Let's yell for Jesus. Woo! Oh, man. He is our Lord. 